and you are listening to the Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from the Asian American perspective. What I do, what I do, Welcome back to the Collabcast, everybody. I'm your host, Marvin Yue. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Christine Minji Chang. Hello, hello, hello. Howdy. Is I don't that know why. Because you came from Austin? Yes, I have okay. Texas still left in me. This week, we're joined by Samantha Futterman. Yo. <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo, yo. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> She's an actress um, and producer, right? Yeah. Filmmaker. Filmmaker. Yeah documentarian you may have seen her on her 2015 documentary twinsters now available on wherever streaming is available it's on netflix netflix yeah yeah netflix itunes amazon all those fun things i told so many people about your story that when it was on netflix they're like that's the thing and i was like yeah i love (laughs) that i'm so i'm so glad that you it's stuck in your head (laughs) that's super cool yeah well minji saw it at South, did you watch that South by last year? Or I didn't. That was the whole. No, I, met, I met up with you that day in between when the in screening be- was happening. When it was happening, because I missed it. I didn't get in. But we had a mar- we shared a margarita. We did. <laughs> we did have a margarita, and then right when I got back to LA, they were screening at CGV. Yeah, and then right, I watched for, it there for, the, for LA films. Yeah. yeah, for lap. Stop mm. trying to make that a thing. He's trying lap to make l- it's, <laughs> it's how it looks, and that is how a lot of I'm, I'm together. going to pronounce it. It'll be a thing. No, it won't. Yeah, I was I was there too at that screening. It was it was a very well done movie. Uh, for those of, of you who crying. don't know, the movie is about Samantha and her reunion with her twin sister. Um, Samantha and her twin sister both were both adopted and separated at birth, and then the story is their does their story of how they found each other. And it's just such you cannot <laughs> write this. You can't. Like it's just an amazing story. I'm gonna cry. I remember I walked in and I had napkins ready, and I needed. <laughs> it seems like we've just copied the Parent Trap in real life, and then added some That's social I, media to it, which just might be like you can't. It's like a movie. I'm like, well, it already kind of happened with Lindsay Lohan. I know and it's called the Parent Trap, but Haley Mills. <laughs> That's actually one of my favorite yeah. movies as a kid, and it is. I didn't even connect the two. Well, it's not completely the. Parent trap, yeah, unless yeah, yeah. until you get your parents to fall in love with their parents. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That'd be like, mm. <laughs> <then> like um, <laughs> mm. <laughs> that'd be weird. Yeah, that'd be weird. But you and your sister, I, I just love the two of you. The, you know, that immediate relationship that you guys, I mean, it, you guys have to, I don't want to spoil the movie, but it's just <laughs> so beautiful watching you guys come together and how it happened through social media is hilarious and crazy. It's so crazy. And heartwarming. I think about how crazy it is. And I love that you had the idea to just record everything from the beginning. Because it yeah. wasn't like you're setting out to, like, I'm going to make a documentary. Right, right. Yeah. Well, it wasn't for me, too, because I, like, I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. Like, I need to remember this moment from my life. And, yeah. Like, I, yeah. Nothing this crazy will ever happen again. Even if it's not true, even if it's fake, <laughs> I need to remember what this feels like because yeah. I'll never feel like this again. Yeah. So. <sighs> One of the few yeah. times social media has done some good for the world. It's done <laughs> a lot of good. There's good in everything. There is. You can. Yeah. You can find it. You can find it. I want to know more details because it's kind of like laid out in the documentary, but I want to know exactly which video it was that your uh, sister's friend saw of you? Oh, they, they, it, they it was it. Which, yeah. which yeah, video was it? Was it was Kev Jumba's High School Virgin <laughs> where I punch him in the dick and she saw that one. <laughs> and he's like, hey, is this you? Yeah, he was like, honey, I saw you in this video. She's like, uh, no, not no, me. Not me. <laughs> not me. Yeah, and her beautiful funny. French accent. It's amazing. It's ever changing. You know, if she watches a lot of British TV, it sounds super British. And then depending on if she's talking to me a lot, it sounds American. But I'm always trying to steer away from that. <laughs> Chameleon. It's the same. And I'm like, no, no, don't say it like that. Say it British. It sounds nicer. <laughs> yeah, you had it going for you. Don't copy me. <laughs> yeah, that's, there's so many just, it's like the South too. There's so many accents, like way more than you'd expect. Yeah. Right? Just from every country, every area within that country. Yeah. Um, so funny. But yeah. Welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you on. 
And let's just get started. Each and every week, we start off the podcast by having a roundtable discussion about what's on our minds from pop culture and or Asian American life in general. Which is our lives. So <laughs> let's start this Getting week meta here. with Minji. What's, what's on your mind? A lot of things. I still, uh, so the last time we recorded our podcast, I was in Texas kind of midway through. I don't know. I'm just like thinking about a lot of movies right now. My brain has definitely been activated to be really attentive to what's being in theaters and what's being released in music and things like that. I had had a really great time watching a couple movies at South by and um, going to concerts and things like that. I'm kind of curious to just, this is really off the top of my head, but I'm like super curious about how Batman vs Superman is going to play out. I don't know why, just because it's like (laughs) this Hollywood juggernaut compared to like all the indie films that were at South by. But you're more of like you're not a comic book person in I'm general. I'm not, but like, and, but you prefer the Marvel movies to the DC. Apparently, ones, right? you would know. You catalog my all my ranting. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I and the movies lately, like I say, in the like last five years, have made me more of a fan because I really didn't care about this when I was growing up. And I'm like, oh, this is really fun. Like the Avengers, so I loved fun. it. So fun. Or yeah. X-Men. Yeah, and X-Men. X-Men like, oh, I oh, loved so it. It was super fun. But I didn't read any of these things. I didn't watch it when I was little. That's the cool part. Like, I didn't really read them either, but you don't have to, you know? Right, like, right, it lends right. to such a big audience. Yeah. It's like, yeah. funny, it's smart. There's like twists and turns. It's so cool. Like, and then I get it. I was like, oh, I get why you're into this. And then they get really great actors, make it hilarious. <laughs> um, Actually, like, since it hasn't even come out yet, but we watched Deadpool. I I love that movie. How? It wasn't good? I haven't seen it yet. I liked it. Yeah? Again, I, I don't, don't want to like, superimpose my opinions <laughs> on other people's tastes, but it's I like it It's a very interesting way that they um, brought the comic. So Deadpool, as a comic book character, is known to be very irreverent. Like they, He breaks the fourth wall. He like He's a comic book character that knows he's, he's in the comic book. I so like he, that. Like, he talks That's to the cool. audience and like, you know... What's calls that? things out, which can get kind of annoying. Like back when that stuff was novel, it was mm-hmm. really, you know, it was really novel. But these days, like breaking the fourth wall is a trope now. It's something mm-hmm. that a lot of a lot of people do. But that's know? when you need someone to do it well, which is why they cast Ryan Reynolds really perfectly. Because I feel like he's the perfect level of smart ass. Like, yeah, you, that's you true. expect it from him. So when he does it, it's like, well, there he goes. <laughs> that's true, that's true. He was a really good um, choice. He's been he, he played Deadpool before and in, in the Wolverine movie. Oh. But that was like a different version of Deadpool. But then okay. after that happened, like everyone just started clamoring for like a real Deadpool, quote unquote. And he, you know, he loves that character as well. So um, yeah, I, this movie's I don't been know anything. at least like half a decade in the making. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, awesome. that's super cool. I wonder yeah. how long Batman vs Superman was in the making. Because I grew up that's those are two actually I, mean, I watched. Since when I was the last little. Superman movie probably. Wow, that's crazy. When was that? I'm going to look it up. I feel like it's like <laughs> five, six wall. years Yeah, it's ago. been at least been a long time. another half decade. Because <laughs> I remember I was visiting my brother in Colorado. And I was still in college, I think. And that's when you Man saw Steel it? Man of Steel was 2013. And it was like out in the theater. Yeah, oh. that was a long time ago. Oh, yeah. that's not that long. Three years? I was just, not I think, every, yeah. I, I'm fascinated more about the movie making side. Like, how'd they cast Ben Affleck for Batman? Because I became such a, like, Christian Bale fan but that's uh, again i'm so confused there's so many different movies i can't keep track i mean i was never against casting ben affleck it was a little weird because he's such a known actor yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, but then so was christian bale yeah um but i did see like because bruce wayne the character has always been like as batman he's like a kind of a brooding like asshole Mm -hmm. but as bruce wayne he's supposed to be like a smarmy like kind of smug rich playboy Mm -hmm. and i think like, Ben Affleck can play that really well. Yeah, he can. And then, as Batman, all he needs to do is wear a mask. So it doesn't really matter what, he's, what he looks like. True. And the way they did the costume design was really, really interesting. And this is going, like, deeper into, like, just how much I know about this stuff. But um, they take a lot of um, inspiration from The Dark Knight Returns, which is a Frank Miller kind of reboot of Batman in the 90s when he made it very dark. And it's about, mm-hmm. like, a Batman that returns from decades of hiatus to like um, to like fix Gotham City mm. um, and then the Batman Superman kind of duality has always been something that the comic books has oh forever have, um, right have explored but Wonder Woman comes in that's what yeah. I'm saying She's this amazing strength and she looks badass yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they've Hell been yeah. they've been trying to get her made into like a movie for the longest time I think like, there's been a script like floating around for forever and there was a a TV show at one point that got canceled, like mm. in production. 
Um, but that's like that's pretty. That's the first time Wonder Woman's going to be like in a, in a live action setting since like the eighties TV show. Get them, girl. I think that the biggest thing that I'm interested in is because I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard people really like it. I've heard people not so much like it. The fact that it's still, even though it's Chris Nolan produced, mm. it's still a Zack Snyder movie, and Zack Snyder has kind of a muddled past when it comes to movies. Like that guy loves his spectacle. He loves his CG. He loves his like big sprawling scenes mm. but it goes a little overboard sometimes and Michael i'm interested, interested to see mm. like how that turns out because that's kind of what me, like i won't say ruined but like yeah let's say like that's what ruined um the man of steel for a lot of people was that final climactic scene Ugh. where like they kind of just go into like level entire city that's a sum of my opinion <laughs> i've never seen it but I, now I'm so in. I feel like I'm learning yeah. so much from you today. I like, about all these comics. We're just amazing. sitting here going like, oh. I'm getting this comic then, like, education. He's done that a lot too. Have you ever seen, um, what was that? Sucker Punch. That was the one. Oh, Sucker yeah. Sucker Punch yeah, was yeah. too. And that one that was, was cool. very much CGI and very yeah, like yeah. kind of more spectacle than storytelling. Yeah. And then I kind of feel like some people actually have like Chris Nolan fatigue too. Mm. Especially Chris Nolan superhero fatigue because um, his style of movie is to, to couch things in the real world. Right, so like, what would be the psychological effects, or what would like kind of be the gritty version of Superman like or that. Batman? That's what I like. And um, sometimes he goes a little too Chris Nolan-y into it, right? But, I've had many arguments about that, and I could talk about any like with any person who's into movies about Chris Nolan because there's so many different opinions on his style. Mm-hmm. His movies are gorgeous. He really he goes there like he he doesn't hold back and he's very he deep dives into human psyche and like all that, which Mm -hmm. is really incredible. But to me, I feel like it sometimes gets a little bit hyper intellectualized in this weird way where I'm like, I don't feel like he's welcoming people to get what's happening. I feel like he's trying to stay like a half step ahead for some. I feel that. I don't know, because I'm like, I'm not. I mean, I think he wants people to think about things that they haven't thought about before. I agree that's, with that. I get like that. That's what, what, he's they, what he did with. And um, I get all that. And he, you know, I always Kennedy. walk out of his movies going like full of like my brains in a million different directions, which is great. But I'm also left. And again, maybe this is just a reflection of my inability to keep up with his stuff. But I, I feel like I'm a pretty average or, you know, I'm an educated person. So I'm like, I, I, I should be reaching this hard to like try to get what the hell he was trying to say. I prefer some like if even if you take a really like complex idea to simplify it and to make it something digestible that people can really kind of gravitate towards and be like, oh, that's something that was kind of above and beyond me that I get now. Everything I've seen of his, it's really awe-inspiring and breathtaking and beautiful, but also just like, a, again, like a half step too far beyond <laughs> comprehension like a you're bit? missing that relatable thing yeah like you can't yet relate to it you couldn't fu- you i couldn't it. fully connect because i couldn't fully get it yeah that's honestly just my take on it so I, I appreciate him and i think he's but i guess he's not my favorite director because that that connection that however that's established by xyz either the storytelling or the like the characters that they build or whatever he's really great at building worlds like mm-hmm. it's incredible you're just like how the hell does your mind work to yeah, like create these universes amazing but that's not again that's just my taste maybe because yeah. i remember when i was walking out of inception there was these high school kids in front of me that like was just trashing the movie because they didn't get it at all like they didn't i didn't get, get it but I, no i still was thinking, for, like, i loved it but for me it's the thing with interstellar like, after watching interstellar like i didn't I thought the love part of it was kind of eh, but I went back and like did some research on string theory and mm-hmm. like kind of just try to understand what the the metaphysical concepts that they were talking about. And I thought in the end I was more aware of things. I think mm. I think that's something that um, his movies do. Yeah, that I I kind of appreciate. Yeah, that's I what like, I'm saying. I like the lingering too. Like when I'm driving back from the movie, I'm like, oh, 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 oh my god, yes, yeah, I get it. Now. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Right, right. You know, it's like, it's fun. Yeah. It like lingers with you. It yeah. stays with you. That's yeah. cool. That's yeah. Cool. And, yeah. but I also like to go into a film like, like any type of film, just enjoy those two hours and just let everything else Disappear. go away yeah. and not have to bring, like, I don't have to bring yeah. it out with me after. I can just <laughs> leave it in there and that was the experience and go. Right. And the thing exactly. with, um, there are movies where you can do that. Yeah. Right. So I think so it's just not, understanding. Yeah. yeah. You know that you're not going to walk in Chris Nolan and it's not going to be wrapped up in a pretty nice bow. Where you know, you know that you're gonna walk away like probably needing some time to marinate and like yeah. talk to a really smart friend to get <laughs> gain perspective. Just like when you know you're walking into a Zack Snyder movie, you're gonna see a lot of CG, yeah. a lot of big bombast, and like kind of with lingering hope that he's he'll pull it off this time. Maybe this time he'll be able to do it. 
Right. You can't walk in and be like, I hate I hate CG, so I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to like this movie. It's like, well, you should have thought about that you before you bought paid the ticket. Yeah. $14 <laughs> and popcorn. Um, I'm excited to see it. I've always been interested in the Batman-Superman relationship and kind of excited that they are exploring that. I think it's really so. cool, yeah. I know it's like groundbreaking for everybody. <laughs> Sam, what's on your mind this week? My mind, virtual reality. It's all that nice. we are. I'm like, oh, I, it's so exciting to see like what's coming up next and like how I'm immersed in this world, you know? <laughs> how are you immersed? I want to know like what is, how does virtual reality and Samantha Furman like intertwine? <laughs> Did you like, do, how do twins? <laughs> and, Did you? No, do you have it? Do you like own gear or like well, the cardboard thing? The Samsung make it, makes it really easy to uh-huh. use because you can use the goggles. And I have one of the cardboard <gasps> things that are super easy. So you just press like on YouTube the goggles and it goes into the two circles. You can pop it in the cardboard thing and watch it. But I, I, I don't know if I necessarily like the goggles because it kind of freaks me out like I feel like someone's gonna come up from behind me like murder me in the back you know like it's like a ploy you know no <laughs> but but I like I like being able to see everything you know we were watching like GoPro stuff of like being in a wave like you, you can transport yourself to a different world and I like love the idea that it can bring therapy to a lot of people like uh-huh. what if you're stuck in a hospital bed all day long True that. and you can't experience anything but you can really be completely immersed in another place and like feel joy and glee and happiness in that point yeah and and then with the sound and stuff there's so much um there's so much possibility in it yeah cool um did you see any vr stuff when you were in south by yeah for sure i mean it's everywhere i actually stumbled upon the gaming expo by accident we were i was with a friend and we were in the music i was in the music trade show and they're giving out tons of free stuff so i was like hey we got to go back they're giving out free bags and shirts he's like yeah and then we went to the wrong exhibit and we ended up in the game he was he was even happier he's like whoa this is awesome i was like i'm not into this but let's explore (laughs) um but they had tons of vr yeah like it's everywhere and it was at sundance well it's about to release commercially the oculus rift is releasing in like four days from today oh my gosh so like it's Sam's about like, to I'm it's, all it's over about it. to go into people's houses. <laughs> I mean, the big thing right now is just the cost. Like, yeah, the um the headset itself is like, I think five hundred dollars, and you also need like a really good computer to run it. Wow. That's going to cost another like fifteen hundred dollars. So it's still a very high price point. Thing, but brand new. I mean, but, it's just yeah. being released. So, but they're getting to a point where. So the thing with VR is um, the biggest thing that a VR system needs is presence, hmm. right? You need to be able to convince the user that they are in the world yeah right and that means when you move your head it's one-on-one like you move your head there's no lag like in in the very beginning there was a lag Mm -hmm. so that creates a a, separation separation also creates motion sickness yeah (laughs) Um, yeah no um i have problem with the goggles too because i have separate vision in my eyes mm. so i can't it's always a little blurry it's never crystal clear for me unless i'm watching on my phone and moving it around how many how many uh so it's on youtube like that's where you go to watch YouTube and Facebook yeah. has it too. Yeah, they, they have, have the 360 videos, videos now. Yeah, yeah. I, capabilities. I saw the 360 thing where you, like you move your phone, and you yeah. can see like if you tilted your phone or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But is that what you're talking about, or you like you put that on the too, goggles? But then YouTube, there's like a little cardboard thing, especially with Samsung. I think the iPhone might have to download something else, but okay. with the Samsung, I could just click on the YouTube, and if it has those little goggle icon, click on that, and it goes into the the perfect little circles that I can watch. That is yeah. so Watching crazy. Yeah, it's super cool. When did you start getting into it? Like, when did you buy your cardboard? Or I, like, when did this? I got them at South by. I got the cardboard at South by at a little exhibit that they were doing, cool. and it was super cool. And I was like, mine, and I ran out with them. <laughs> um, <laughs> they were doing something, um, <clears throat> something on like a driving test and showing you the effects of texting and driving and like how many accidents you could potentially get into. Which yeah, is really what? Cool. That's really cool. Yeah, it's a very safety and. The thing is, it's once it becomes like commercially available to everybody, it's gonna be the new way we consume stuff. Like, there's yeah. they're <laughs> they're talking about an app where you, you can wear the goggle, mm. and then it will make it seem like you're sitting in a couch in the living room watching a TV that's you know like ten feet away, even though you're sitting in like a closet, <laughs> right? So the future of living in closets but having like a virtual room you can pretend you're it's like in black is mirror like... have you seen that that <laughs> series on netflix uh-uh. oh my god it's an incredible series you have to watch it and they take all these ideas and they put them in a real life situation so you and every every episode's almost like a short film okay so it's a di- completely different world and they have one like this yeah. where he's he's living in this like i don't know six by six room but everything is screens uh-huh. and they're running and they're and they're biking and stuff and they see everything <laughs> that's going past so yeah. it's not that far off which 
much it's of really anything. Isn't, really but. isn't. It was funny. I was hanging out with um, Andrew Rose yesterday and like another friend who works in the music industry, and we we're just talking about live events. We we're talking about South by. I was catching up with him, telling him how it went, and then we we're talking about Coachella, which is coming up next month, and things like that. He, we all went to VR. We're like, well, soon you don't even have to go. You just like, oh my god, I would love to VR Coachella, not have to deal saying. with the crowds. I can see over everyone's head. Exactly, That'd be a dream. It was like air conditioning. He's like, pretty soon the Facebook event's gonna go. Are, uh, not even yes, no, maybe. It's like through which means will you be attending in person, <laughs> VR, live stream, or what? Yeah. Like, and I was like, that's really not that far off. It's so not. they're already starting to. They've been live streaming for years now, and then now it's probably going to go into that realm. Yeah, you can feel what it's like to be tall. Yes, I can. Oh, <laughs> it seems really <laughs> scary. Like you're when you fall, it must hurt so much more. You know, <laughs> you're just so much further off the ground. I love having a low center of gravity. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. and Very still close. I'm clumsy. I don't know how I manage that. <laughs> yeah. Special skill. Yeah, looking forward to hearing more about your experiences with VR. I'm, I think I'm <laughs> still a good like, year or more off with, before getting my own set because I am poor. <laughs> <laughs> Me well, too. I got the cardboard right? ones and they were free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I heard the cardboard thing is great. That's I met one of the guys in uh, Sundance who uh, makes cardboard. Like It's not Google, but he works with Google. I don't know. He, yeah. he, he makes the cardboard. He's like, it's super cheap. It's like under $10. Yeah, yeah. Well, or free if you or go free to events. If you go to, yeah, go to event. yeah, they'll be handing them out. I'm yeah. just thinking about all the videos I've watched of people playing like horror games. On oh God, no, so no. Yeah. But also, so there's an issue because people can uh, actually experience PTSD mm. through these. If if you don't know what you're aware of and yeah. something really yeah. traumatic yeah. happens in front of you, you actually experience it. But that's why I'm like thinking on the flip side. What if we do something positive and can offer the alternate experience? Yeah. Right, right, right. That's cool. I too, love that. That's where scary. your mind and heart goes. But I know that that's there's good. a lot of content. Well, I mean, to be like, well, I mean, we, all, naive, we, I all know <laughs> we all know where the first thing this thing is going to go, and that's porn. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> I think they've created something like that. Like, you look down, and there's just a BJ happening. Probably. But, like, for yeah. me, that would be a weird experience because I'm a woman. So yeah. then, like, to look down and be like, oh, this is what it's like to be a man having sex. This is interesting. <laughs> interesting. It's a new experience. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we went into a weird space. It was a weird space. We got really well, this back, is the future, really you guys. So we're like... future, yeah, I mean, the, the, the driver of all media, like the driver <laughs> of internet video was probably porn. And the irony that we're in right. San Fernando Valley right now is kind of... Anyway. Anyways. Perfect. <laughs> um, really quick, I want to talk about my topic. We don't have to dwell too much about it, but I was just... What's been on my mind is so, um, as people may know, I'm the managing editor of our collaboration blog. So I see a lot of our pitches and about stories we want to write. And something that came across my desk was this new movie that's coming out called Kubo and the Two Strings, um, which is a an animated movie set in, I, I think it's like a Japanese-inspired world. Hmm. Um, but the the um, voice actors are mostly not Asian. Of course they're not. That's frustrating. And so not. I guess we were, we were in the discussion, me and my editors, about is this... A, as big a deal as not casting Asians for live action movies because you don't actually because the representation on the screen is still like, Asian looking and the fact that as long as they're not doing accent it's not really offensive right <laughs> like yeah um, but I mean this movie stars Charlie Theron Matthew McConaughey Rooney Mara Ray Fiennes and does star um, George Takei and um, Kerry Kiruki Tagawa as two like they're probably old man characters because they're mm. two old dudes um, but it also brought back, so Minji and I watched a movie with our friend Paul Date and Dan Matthews a couple, probably a year ago. Yeah, it was like um, a year ago. Um, the Tale of Princess Kaguya, which is a Japanese folktale, but starred, like the voice actors were all white as well, like um, James Caan hmm. and Chloe Grace uh, Morenz was the main character. Hmm. And I mean, they did have some Asian, they had Daniel Day Kim and Dean Kane, but... <laughs> Dean Kane's like, Asian? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, he's Hapa. He's Hapa. <laughs> and Lucy Liu, but I guess as actresses, as actors, you know, I wanted to see what you guys' thoughts were on that. That's hard. I mean, for it's going to an American audience, and sometimes there's characters that are voiced, and you're like, no one else could have done that. They did it perfectly. But it's why it, it feels unfair, because when is the last time that they casted an Asian actor for a non-Asian voice role? Mm -hmm. Like when has that mm -hmm. happened that would make it different? You know, you know, they'd be like, right. well, we're, we're only going to, it's a Caucasian animated character. So we're going to audition Caucasian people. Like they would never right. then reach out and be like, Oh, this Asian person can play it perfectly. Cause it's just not in the mindset. Like would Daniel Day Kim play 
a white character. Do you know what I'm saying? Would he be cast? Yeah, like a white dad from in up or something you know like <laughs> he wouldn't be cast as that and they wouldn't even consider it mm-hmm. but so then why do we consider the other way around it's just it's that's difficult it's frustrating yeah. as an asian actor i mean they probably say it's a supply them. thing but then let I me mean, have all these movie stars playing voice actors like there's a lot of well, you when, know lesser like not lesser stars but like lots of like non-movie stars who can also Fully voice, capable, probably, yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's and the, again, it comes back to like us knowing the business side of things. Of course, you attach Matthew McConaughey, Charlize Theron to anything. It's obviously gonna, even if it's just their voices, there's gonna be an automatic like, okay, we got to go watch that, and you recognize, and you get all happy because you know yeah. Matthew McConaughey's voice very, very well. I want to um, hear what they have to say about playing Asian characters. That's what I want to know too. That's you know? that's really what's going through. I was like, what what do you feel about it? Yeah, like what's morally correct about that? Like if I if someone was like Sam, play a Native American role, I'd be like that. That's <laughs> so wrong morally wrong for me to do something mm-hmm. like that no, like and I, it would be like conflicting it'd be difficult to like rationalize i feel conflicted as being asked to play chinese characters you know what i'm saying like yeah. i just i was like that's not who i am though and so that from an actor standpoint i'm always really big on authenticity i think it brings something intangible to the story that you couldn't like just nuance very very subtle things that probably are very to most people, irrelevant, and they wouldn't even catch it. Yeah. But if it was a Korean character and a Korean actress played it, again, you never see her face, but she, like, I don't know. Like, she just would get it, or the story would resonate a little bit more real through her voice than if it was a white actress. For moral obligation, I think it should be Asian actors. I agree. But, and, and... Until we come to the time when an Asian actor can walk in and play a Caucasian role that's animated or something, or even can play like an animal that's you know that's not the panda <laughs> totally or something like Topia that, right like then that, at that point, then yes, we can have this conversation again. But yeah. like morally, we're obligated to give parts to people that you know. You make a good point because there's a whole thing about like Kung Fu Panda being this big hit in China and being produced by Chinese like uh, production companies, but it's still starring Jack Black. You still have J.K. Simmons as like right. the characters. Like, I'm sorry, we'll I always mean, go back to obviously freaking, like. But Jack Black, I mean, Kung Fu Panda and Jack Black separated. I don't think it would yeah, have been the same. I mean, he thing. plays he been. plays a big doofus like really well. Yeah. He's adorable, and we don't have you know our quote unquote Jack Black yet. Yeah. Um, but wh- why not? It could right. be. But then also like if if you look at Hollywood and someone's like, oh, we have Kung Fu Panda and it's all going to be played by Asian actors, we're like, the panda's always got to be Asian, like, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like there's both sides I mean, to his it. His name is Poe. but i mean yeah i mean especially for us it's like you know it's an equity issue right like we want to be treated fair um but at the same time obviously as asian americans we do put everything under uh, a a a bigger microscope yeah and it then becomes our the onus is on us to make it known that this is like kind of bothers us yeah right kind of that it does bother. (laughs) and sometimes it's like the grass the grass is always greener on sometimes. Like, I mean, when it comes to, when you're thinking about TV shows, right? And you're like, well, they're in this lab. And why does the lab assistant always have to be an Asian guy? But then when you think about it, sometimes like, like at, in Interstellar and, and um, NASA, you're like, really? Not one, there's not one Asian person? They're, come on. It's got to be like <laughs> yeah. flooding. That's what flooding. I'm saying. Yeah. That's and what I, was, I'm saying. I felt underrepresented. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously other casting issues were apparent and in The Martian. And oh my God, The Martian. That, oh, sorry. That's what, yeah, in The Martian. Like yeah. that was like, oh my God. So frustrating. I, was I felt so really mis- underrepresented. Hell yeah. But was, then if someone's like, come in for a character and you're really good at math, you're like, why do I always gotta be good at math? <laughs> and like, I'm when, not good at math, you know? Like, actually, but fine, <laughs> I'll play your character in the march. But that's, I completely, I was like, I literally thought of you. I thought of so many different, I was like, there are so many people who played Mindy Park. What the hell? I was that so was, pissed off. That was fucked up. That was so annoying. I was pissed off and like, it's like you have someone named like Vincenzo and then you're going to have it played by, I don't know, like me, you know, like that's so, <laughs> that feels wrong. But then Christian, I'm adopted. So you never know. You don't expect you don't me to know. walk in the room. So yeah, yeah. that's always a good out. Like, oh, they're Buongiorno, Vincenzo. <laughs> yeah, we, we have to, we have to be sensitive to, and like, I don't know. They're always the exceptions, but yeah. I, th- I just hope that we get to the point where we don't have to think about it, where it doesn't have to be justified. So like if I'm auditioning for a TV pilot, it doesn't have to be justified why I'm Asian. Yeah. You know, or like if it's a family, it doesn't have to be justified why there is a person of racial ambiguity in there, in right. the mix. It doesn't have to be explained. Because in life, that's not explained. I don't go to my friend and be like, so why are you Asian? 
And why are <laughs> Tell you me only about it. half Asian? Please explain Can you this. Explain to me. this because I don't get it, and it's Be not like, clear. Because I won't accept you unless you explain it. That doesn't happen. This doesn't happen. You know. God, I could sit all day, and I want to pick your brain about all your audition experiences. But we need to take a break. So. Uh, <laughs> Thank Next you for time. joining us for this roundtable discussion. Uh, we'll be right back after these collaboration updates. Hey, everyone. Marvin here. As you know, this podcast is brought to you by Collaboration, a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and entertainment, discovering, elevating, showcasing, and connecting the creative energies in our community. Now, we have a couple of events coming up this week in the Collaboration Network. If you're in L.A., we're having an open mic tonight. If you're listening to this podcast, the day it releases, Thursday, March 24th at the Craft Beer Cellar in Eagle Rock, California. Uh, we're going to be there at 7 p.m. with a bunch of local acts. And it's going to be a fun night. Uh, so come grab a beer and check out some of your local L.A. Asian American talent. If you're in Chicago and you missed the live auditions last week, don't worry. The online submission deadline has been extended to March 26th, which is this Saturday. Uh, so if you still want to be a part of the Chicago Showcase in 2016, check out their Facebook page, um, Collaboration Chicago, to find out how to apply. Now, we're still recruiting for new staff members uh, for 2016. So if you're interested, go to www.collaboration.org. And you can see a link to our Get Involved section at the top of the page. We're also looking for writers for our editorial staff. If you want to write about Asian American culture, events, or people from the Asian American community, send us an application. You can find the editorial team application at collaboration.org in our Get Involved section. Or send us an email with a writing sample to blog at collaboration.org. Now we have a bunch of great content going up on collaboration.org this week. If you're a fan of the musical Hamilton, our editor Lily Rugo wrote a great listicle on five great tracks that feature Eliza Hamilton, played by Chinese-American actress Philippa Su. We also have an article going up Friday um, listing out Asian-American sci-fi authors that you might want to learn about. On the video front, we have a couple releases this week. On Monday, we released the newest edition of our Green Room Music Series with Collaboration Honolulu alum and current LA resident Jasmine Lee. Uh, check that out. It's a great two-song set uh, from an amazing artist. On Wednesday, we released the uh, Collaboration Star 2015 special performance by Arches, which is the new music project by Dia Frampton. Um, check out that awesome set as well. And also this week, we'll be releasing the first edition of our Coffee Break series, which is our new interview series where our executive director, Minji Chang, interviews some great people from our community. So lots of cool stuff coming out. So make sure to check it out. You can also find our stuff on our Facebook page as well as our YouTube channel. As always, you can send your emails to the podcast at podcast at collaboration.org. We're always happy to take your questions, your suggestions, your comments and read them on the air. And that'll do it for this collaboration update. Thanks for listening. And um, let's get you back to the show with Samantha. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. <laughs> I'm your host, Marvin Yue. Uh, joining me on this table, on this podcast, on this table. is... We're all sitting on a table right now. My co it's <laughs> technically, I, I was correct the first time, but I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> Joining me on this table podcast is my co-host, Christine Minji Chang, and our guest, Samantha Futterman. Yep. Welcome back from Austin. Yes. <laughs> uh, you two were just at South By for like, it felt like months. It felt like you were gone for months, but it was just Aww, like Oh, he right? missed me. That's <laughs> nice. That's nice. He's like, thank God she's uh, gone. She's I back. <laughs> I was only supposed to be there for two days. And then in true South by Southwest fashion, our friends got us drunk enough to like Save get our confirmation room. numbers and be like, we're changing your flights. Nice. You stayed with like two extra days, right? Yeah. I was, I was like, like yes. Wednesday. I was so crazy. happy. I think that's, I mean, that works for South, South by. I mean, with Vegas, it's like, that's not gonna fly but with South Bay, I don't think I mean, you'd make it if yeah. it was you know they definitely wouldn't make it yeah, yeah if you stay an extra few days like you you might just die liver like yeah. your liver just <laughs> shut down gone completely. I had yeah. a record a record yeah because okay well so I I am not as a, a veteran drinker or partier 
And so I survived going out six nights in a row. That's impressive. Which is like, I've never done that before. That's college status right there. However, I only drank, had a drink or more, like uh, only four out of the six nights. I couldn't, I couldn't handle that, but I still went out and usually my grandma ass would be like, I'm going to bed. Bye. The fact that you stay up at 1.30, my brain shuts down and it's, I'm ready for bed no matter where I am. I was justifying. I was like, oh, I'm on central time. So it's not, it's like two hours ahead. It's cool. That's late. I mean, she's a total extrovert though. So she gets energy from being around people. Yeah. So like. It's a problem. If she's around people, she can go all night. And then she'll complain about the next day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so tired. Once it starts getting crowded, I'm like over. I'm like, gotta go. Once I'm like armpit and everyone, it's just game over. Short Time people problems. Home. Yeah. It's totally true. And you would then you would have hated the music part because it was all armpit. No, I hate that. And then I'm perfect beer spilling down my back mm-hmm. kind of level. And it's mm-hmm. just, it just gets frustrating. Mm-hmm. I don't want to wash my clothes every day. I'm at a festival. I only brought so many things. It's already and then hot. I just smell like beer. It's hot. That's it's the like, worst when like you realize... I only packed enough for each day. Each day, <laughs> and I just spilled stuff on me. Yeah, myself. or like my yeah. socks smell. What do I do? I gotta buy new ones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. Ever since getting a, like a credit card, I've always been like, okay, as long as I have my credit card, I'm okay. I can that's buy dangerous. Stuff. I do I that all the time. I'll go like I buy socks. I didn't. I didn't prep and like I'm freezing. I just buy a bunch <clears throat> of jackets. I'm like, okay, new hoodie. Well, jackets are expensive. I know. I get. I usually go for sweaters, but anyway. How was your South by though? Like I only got to I only got to hang out with you twice, first night and then your second and last night. That was a lot of fun at um, with Esther friends. Yeah. So you were party. there for the film for portion, film. Right? Yeah. For film. Yeah. It was fun. I was um they they had asked me to do to act in the bumpers that played before every movie. So that was nice. really fun. Nice. So we got to every day was a different bumper and that was super fun to be to be up there. How many um films did you watch? I didn't watch that many. Well, I watched Best and Most Beautiful Things, which our editor, Jeff Consiglio, yeah, he edited and produced, and it was an amazing, incredible movie. Um, and we saw a couple other docs and stuff, but really, I was really into the exhibit halls. I was really into the VR exhibit. I'm really <laughs> I sad like, that I didn't spend more time. You know, I feel like I cool. discovered it really late. It was really cool. And then I, I always like to go into the Korean section of the trade shows. And so uh-huh. I was going through the Korean products and it was incredible. They have this one where you measure the moisture in your skin. It tells you how old your skin is. And I mine was bad. Really, like I'd said I was 36. And I was like, because of the... D- <laughs> I was like, no way. But that's I was like, going to curse. But then that's I like said Korean that. standards though, right? Because like, I feel like Korean... Oh, like, God. They're yeah. all like... Face shops everywhere they're, now. They're yeah, trying to crazy. reverse age. They're they're that's their whole goal. Is like, how can I have the skin of a four year old? Can I Benjamin Button? This? I think Seriously. It's, <laughs> they're like Asian parents. Like you, you could be perfectly fine, but you're still no, you're terrible. Just walk up to you. Have those spots? Oh my god! Yeah, when I left Korea, I got so many facial products, and I'm really grateful because they're nice, really good quality facial products. But I was like, do I look that bad? Like, what, <laughs> what is, it, is it that bad? But that was a cool product, anyway. It was, yeah. I thought it was a really smart thing at South by that they had that so little they measure the moisture in your face, yeah, and, and then like, tell you your age by that. Yeah, she goes, "Ooh, yours is really bad. You should moisturize like three times a day." I was maybe like, you know buy what? this. I yeah, <laughs> maybe Get that's just a face. really, really like, a, a, just a strong sales pitch. Yeah. Like, Get out of my dry 36-year-old face. Terrible. <laughs> you need our product now. Yeah. yeah. That's basically... It, that's been since the beginning of time. I'm sorry, but one, my favorite show is I Love Lucy. And there's tons of episodes of like her getting swindled by beauty products, like <laughs> hair stuff. And they're all just like, oh, dear. It's so funny. Oh, no. You know, and then they're like, well, you need to do... Da-da-da-da. You need this. Same thing. But Korea is like the leading... They are the leaders in skincare stuff, which is why it's like infiltrating the U.S. market, which is why they're at South by because I'm right. sure they're making like a killing. They're also like in every Westfield now. I know it's it's ridiculous. The face shop, yeah, and no she, way. She was in um, Korea right before South by, so it was like, yeah. a, oh. how'd that feel from going like Korea to Texas? It was awesome. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> what more could you want? I just went from like beef to queso. It was just nice. it was a smooth <laughs> transition, really. If you go beef to beef, it's like pretty smooth transition. It is. Just yeah. different marinades. Yeah. It's pretty good. Barbecue to barbecue. More cheese. This is true. I, still... I tried queso for the first time. For the first time? Yeah. Well, I guess. Like, Didn't I don't you remember... make queso for like I Super made Bowl? it. That's what, So I was like, did was that it? Like, I made kimchi queso. It's, yeah. just, it's just spicy cheese. Okay. Yeah. Then, yes. Spicy cheese. But I had Delicious. it for the first time authentically in Texas. Yeah, that's mm. that's a special moment. That is. <laughs> I would document that moment. It was. Oh, no, I didn't. I just ate it. <laughs> Keep it for yourself, too. That's good, too. I like that. You'll never forget it. <laughs> Man, yeah. I'm, I'm sad I missed out on this trade show, and you had that battery that you were raving about. 
Oh, yeah. I got a charger. You know how like external chargers, usually it's the charging thing. You still have to bring your cords and plug it in. So this one has it all mixed in. Oh. And it fits perfectly like in my beautiful. purse. And it's a little compact. I don't have to worry about forgetting half of it and not working and me carrying around this heavy thing all day that I'm sad about. That's so. good. Yeah. Have you ever seen Minji's battery block? Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's the size of a laptop. Yeah. It's, it's like, <laughs> it works, though. You know That's there's true. new ones now that are like. I half know. the size with more power. I know. That one's cool. If you're doing like GoPro videos, you can charge a GoPro on it. Yeah. You, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's like a cool. <laughs> production tool for a phone. Did yeah. you wait? Quick, sorry. Like, I just so curious. Did you go to any uh, panels during film stuff? I didn't. Okay. Because I couldn't wake up in time to get online. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm like, how does how do people function? I would get there after lunch and then be out really late. Oh, yeah. you go conference mode. Like when, when I used to go conferences, you know, Stay up late, wake up early, get like four hours of sleep a day. Coffee, but like free coffee. You just day. like you just recharge after you're home. <laughs> yeah, amazing. I don't get it. The interactive guys go harder than anybody else. At That's festival, what I'm saying. But they look put together, so you think that they're not going hard, but they drink harder than anyone else. And but they drink the good stuff because the they, companies are can pay for top <laughs> shelf. So. But then the end of the mm-hmm. week, they're like sunglasses on, yeah, sitting on the couch, like just kill me now. Well, I went to tech conferences when I worked in San Francisco, and yeah, they they go crazy. Hard. They go crazy. I was like, I can't. I can't you even can be handle the music people, but no music people are like, I got to save my voice. <laughs> I, <know>. yeah. <laughs> I, I went to some really good panels. Well, interactive people, they're also actively courting like investors and money people. That's and true. to court money people, you got to like, drink party. Apparently I didn't, show know, them I didn't know all this. That you can hang. That's just like a culture. Is that all world. you need? Because I can get a lot of people <laughs> drunk here. <laughs> so I was like, I got you. My new, my new structure for uh, our nonprofit is just getting people drunk. Because if I can't. Works, so then... you should like, I'll be like, Sam, can you help me out? Uh, can you do me a solid? Schmooze these people. I can't. Yeah. Well, let's talk to Minji about her. Because like, since we caught up with you last Wednesday, you pretty much gone through, through the entire other cycle of South by Southwest. With the music part. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, there's so many. I, I, f- I found out a lot more information about how people get into South by like you have to get submitted and then get approved by, I believe a committee or like just there's oversight. Obviously you can't just show up and op- that's very obvious by like, you're going to get your name printed in this gigantic booklet of so acts. Cool. So there's just, there's it's overwhelming how many different acts there are and they're from all over the world, which is amazing. Somehow I ended up in the Canada house nice. and like, so I was the I, best oh, house. Apparently I, it was very, it was very happy. It was like happy rock. I was like, this is so <laughs> Canadian. It was, uh, I, I listened to a couple bands there. Um, the, we had like, a really so right after you left it got really cold when you were there it was like the it 90s was so it was so hot it was yeah, disgusting yeah. and then the next it just dropped mm. so by the nighttime it was like low 50s high 40s and with wind so it wasn't even like the temperature it's of the chilly. air it was chilly and people were wearing jackets and stuff so that caused technical difficulties totally thought of you marvin because i was thinking of all the things going wrong on stage <laughs> so one of the major things it was like midnight and it was supposed to be like the closing act and it was, it was supposed to be the last two like djs and rock bands it got shut down because the technical difficulties they like something short-circuited or something mm. and the mics didn't even work it was a disaster so they had to close yeah. it, and it rained. We had thunderstorm, lightning storm at one point yeah. on Friday. I love so those. Though. It was beautiful. Those are cool. It was really beautiful, but it wasn't good for out like the music yeah, segment because it shut a lot down. I can do. I was. I lived in the East Coast for a little bit too, and thunderstorms. They're nice, but driving through them is scary fucking terrifying yeah. but if you're like at home curled up watching TV it's like right. the best thing ever like I don't have to go anywhere today yeah like, until this the power like shuts off or if you have like thousands of people who paid a lot of money um, to like watch concerts yeah, and they're yeah, all yeah. streaming they're all mad and mad yeah. it was kind of sucky but you know people made the best of it and it was really cool to just the thing I love about it is discovering new art because that's how I feel yeah. about the films like I just you don't know who these directors are most of the time I don't know who they are I'm completely discovering new actors and, you know, styles. Yeah, Minji watched a horror movie. It's not a horror movie. It's a thriller. Which is out of... Which is out of my usual... Her death. one? Because I'm easily scared. I watched The Waiting. How was it? Um, it was amazing. I liked it a lot. Yeah? Yeah. And um, Tamlin Tamita is in it and James Caan. Um, and it's about two teenagers uh, messing with an older gentleman. And it's really, I don't know, it's just really well done really good commentary on like where we're at in our current day and age with like technology. Um, and just like, just good storytelling. 
Like, do we, the basic premise of things like, do we see what's actually there? Or do we see what we want to see? Mm. And I love that idea because it really I think it's the latter. Yeah. We project. Everyone has blinders on. We have certain things that we Everyone lives their own, their own individual worlds Dude, where no one phones. else exists outside. See, so this like tied with the, one of the panels that I saw. I think I talked to you about my friend was on a panel about digital distribution. So I was just like fascinated to see all of it come together. Yeah. And I'm so curious to like talk to you because when you did Netflix, I mean, last year you were at South by and now you're on Netflix and everything. So yeah. like it was crazy to see you and like have that contextualized and then to learn about how digital distribution works now which is crazy like every day it's getting more and more new frontier still i mean we're still exploring it and seeing how it works yeah Yeah. so i wanted to know like what that's been like for you because to learn about live streaming and not live streaming sorry um but like video on demand yeah Yeah. like streaming um how's that been for you in the last year i'm like super curious about how the last one year has been since you i well i love video on demand especially streaming because it i that that's my personal choice you know mm-hmm. of what i watch i don't have cable anymore right me too and yeah and and i love it because it's so accessible to so many people so like for documentary for instance um you know documentaries aren't big money makers you don't go out and like i'm gonna make four million <laughs> in the theaters yeah, you know yeah it, it's usually to like um show something and to express a thought or you know mm-hmm. uh, share an idea um share a message something like that and it's so much more easily accessible on netflix because um, anyone can just put it on their living room. And that's what we, I mean, on Netflix, we've gotten so much positive response from so many different people. And I love it every day. Like every day something else comes in. They're like, oh, I saw it on Netflix. I saw it on Netflix. So that's yeah. what I always ask whenever someone's heard of the story because it's such a great tool for, for people to share. Yeah. Yeah. Documentaries on Netflix has, I, I feel like it's probably their biggest category. Yeah. And that's why yeah. my mean, friends are the, sharing that. Yeah. I mean, it's probably yeah. the reason why Sundance puts its documentaries on video on demand as well. Yeah. Like they have a whole app for it. Oh, I didn't know um, that. And, and Amazon's coming out too. Yeah. Amazon Prime's pretty amazing too. So, and I think it's because those type of mo- those types of movies are more easily consumable. You don't have to go to a big theater to yeah. get what you need to get out of a documentary. Like you don't need the right. surround sound. Right. I like, like Superman and Batman. Game. Like I'd yeah. rather see. That. I would go to the theater. To <laughs> exactly. See that. Yeah. Exactly. So the experience is changing for sure. But and it was really fascinating because we're. Uh, Again, they're they're trying to break it down because it's very industry, right? So they were not they're trying to use terminology that was digestible to a, the layperson. Um, even though most of the people attending this panel were obviously in the industry and they're trying to learn more, but it was really cool. Just like they're giving examples because it was representatives from Film Buff and Full Screen, which mm-hmm. we know we know YouTubers who work with Full Screen, which is now owned by Disney, right? Full Screen. Full Screen, yeah. Mm, or no? No, makers owned by Disney. Oh, makers. Okay. Um, but full school, they're just kind of giving samples of like, okay, so we made this documentary or this short film. Yeah. And then like, if you sold it, um, like what, I'm just so intrigued by the business side of this. Like, oh, they licensed it and they got Google to license it for 30 days on exclusively on blah, blah, blah. Before you release it on Before Netflix, you refli- yeah. release it on Netflix or on Vice or on Hulu or whatever. And yeah. I'm like, that is so crazy to know that these deals that are happening because of the platforms and how they vary are never going to happen again. They're like, honestly, yeah. He's like, literally every deal is changing where it used to be pretty standardized. Like there was a formula of like, you do this, 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 and this. You do this premiere at festivals. You then go to like theatrical release. You then do... And DVD. then the theatrical sells it to the Netflix right. and the DVDs. And the, so they just buy out for one thing. Right. It was very like... Different. Yeah. I was just like really fascinated because that, that to me is um, just how everything's changing Yeah, it's also shifting demographics. Like people going out to movies... Like ticket sales are, are like I don't have the numbers with me, but I imagine they're they're not growing as fast as they used to mm-hmm. because now there's so many there's so many other options to, to watch right content at right. home. Like I can buy it for seven bucks and have a yeah. couple friends over and we watch the movie. And we all have pretty like fairly decent sized TVs now, right? Because it's not and that you can potluck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you know that's why movie theaters were that's why IMAX became such a big deal having IMAX screens yeah. and having 3D was really big because they needed to find new ways to get people to the uh, to the theaters. Do you guys right. like IMAX? I I will always opt for real D 3D with the THX sound. I will pay the $28 to see <laughs> it's it because it's so yeah. it some it's something like oh. at Century City it's really crazy. Oh my but god. It's, it's worth it's the sound, oh my god, when my like seat vibrates, I'm like, I'm in it, I'm in yeah. it. <laughs> and then when you see me. like when the screen goes full IMAX, like yeah. that's really cool too. Like in Star Wars, during like the one of the flying scenes, like the whole screen opens it's up. Crazy. It's crazy. What? Yeah. 
Okay, next time you go to the 3D, can I go with you? So that I, yeah. I want to see what how she acts. I'll be like watching the movie and she's like, I'm in it. <laughs> I'm like this. I'm like my mouth hanging open yeah. with a smile the entire time, basically. I actually kind of don't remember the last time I paid for like IMAX 3D. Oh, it's weird. It might have been. Mine was Star Wars. Okay, I didn't, didn't want yeah, to bother because I think it was crazy at the time. I think the last time I did was Avatar. Like, it's yeah. a long time ago. That's worth it. That's worth it. But I took my mom and she got almost sick. She was Ooh. like, oh my God, I can't. She like left. I felt Ooh. bad. But Avatar, I was having a great time. <laughs> Avatar's a movie that does not hold up. I saw it on like TV a couple weeks ago. And it's like, eh, this doesn't Looks look like good cartoon. anymore. Yeah. Oh, how sad. Yeah. Th- that took like, what, 20 years to make or something? Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> well, James Cameron can like well, rest it took 20 years he because it. he, I think James Cameron always had the script. He just didn't have the technology, the technology to yeah. make it happen. Well, the script is Pocahontas. <laughs> dancing with Wolves. Oh, Dancing with Wolves. I don't even remember it's that. one of our movie. first it's VHS tapes that I have. <laughs> standing with a Fist? It's uh, the Great White Hope story trope. So like Last yeah. Samurai or yeah, yeah. Dancing with Wolves or um, any other movies that, Special <laughs> that involve a white dude going native and saving. The Last his... Samurai. <laughs> Tom Cruise, man. Special <laughs> Times. Yeah. Okay. Are you um so I was like so now with um Twinsters on Netflix what's next for like the documentary making further like you're 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 telling me you're you're thinking of projects or you're just focusing Yeah on that? I mean I'm I'm definitely thinking of new projects and docuseries are really interesting and it's it's funny like you know with Netflix the distribution it also changes how we as filmmakers look and and actually produce stuff right because we're producing it for a smaller screen and like when you're thinking about the sound and the and the visual design of everything you want everything to be accessible when you're watching it maybe even as small as a laptop right or hearing onto laptop so that's interesting but yeah i'm really interested in some different docuseries that we've been planning and thinking about that we're not sure of yet um and then i don't know playing around with vr but we don't know where that's going so we're just gonna play you Isn't know it's gonna take yeah. over vr you guys Someone, <laughs> someone's happen, gotta be first someone's gotta be yeah. like the Pioneer. Yeah. But Might as well be Samantha for me. <laughs> Might as well be someone who freaking loves it. It kind of scares me. I'm like interested by it, but I'm very, I feel like I'm a little bit more old fashioned in my. I'm super interested about it. So, yeah, this guy. It's, fun. it's yeah. like, an, it's just new, it's new ground to like yeah. play on, you yeah. know? Like, why yeah. not? I feel like the next two months, if I could do anything, it'd be just experiment, you <laughs> That's know? So like, cool. throw a bunch of stuff together. Yeah, I actually was able to go to the Stanford VR lab. Um, cool. I think it was two years ago. And this was back when, like, to do like full VR, you had to have like the giant headset connected to <laughs> yeah. with like giant wires connected to a giant computer. But just being in it and being able to like move, it had like motion sensors, so I could like so it was. Cool. I think we, it was a demo where you, when you put your hands up, you fly. Wow, that so you're is flying so through cool. a city and you're having full control, and like you can like turn your body and the fact that like so. One of the big knocks about VR is that the motion sickness, right? Like your yeah. brain can't handle sensing movement but not feeling movement. But there's been studies that show that the same thing happened with cars when they first introduced them. Wow. And people got over it within like a generation. Hmm. So Evolution, you guys. Yeah, you just like adjust. Your brain is you know, always learning and progressing. adjusting. So. Yeah. I had fun. The one thing that – so I went to a VR party at Sundance where like every – Literally every 15 feet, they had a different VR station, so cool. which was really cool. But there were so many lines for each one of them. The one that I could get access to quickly was it was like a ghost town of California, like old gold mining town. Oh, that's cool. So I get to explore it. And it was kind of creepy because it's like yeah. a, a ghost town. But it was really cool. And I just felt like, oh, my God, I'm moving forward. But I'm not moving. Like that <laughs> thing you're talking about, I was like, this is really bizarre. Like for a museum, like if you could really go into the time period of something in VR and like really know what it was like, yeah. that would be super yeah. cool. It was really That's something I'd want to see. I thought it was beautiful. I see again, my, my, I usually my taste and everything goes kind of backwards. Like I love reliving history, I love yeah. like ancient ruins, like stuff like that. I was like, this is really cool, but creepy. But I was like, is there a ghost behind me? <laughs> points, I was like, oh my God. But it was really cool. Yeah. So I'm excited. Somehow we made it back to VR talk. But, um, <laughs> It's the future. It's exciting. Because, uh, <laughs> well, not never. You know, next year maybe we'll just attend South by via Google Cardboard. No, I still want to go. <laughs> yeah, go in person. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. I'm still the person like, yes, experience it by VR so that it inspires you to actually go in person. I always think being there in person <laughs> is always the best. Well, I think what I'm more, most interested in VR is 
the new experiences that will come from yeah. it. You know, like the new types of media, the new types of storytelling. Yeah. Like that's Because now it's all spectacle, right? Now, yeah. like, yeah. you're like, oh, how can I fly 2800, like, look <laughs> in a plane and skydive and feel that? Yeah. Like, what happens when it gets real, you know? Yeah. 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 I love the idea of the therapy. Th- I love that you said that. That yeah, we can, same. you know, ease people who are immobile or, like, can't experience xyz like they could do that through vr that's really really cool you think of kids like, and being in adoption and stuff i always think about the foster kids or in foster homes or orphans and stuff that aren't able to experience all the fun things that kids with loving families experience like even just click one of a baseball game like what if they could experience that like something you know yeah really simple yeah really, really simple and just make their day yeah just bring like a little positive energy in Speaking on that, let's um, talk a little bit bit about your um, new foundation, the Kindred... uh, Kindred Adoption. Adoption, Yeah, Yeah. Kindred Adoption. um, The long name is a Kindred Foundation for Adoption. (laughs) And so Jenna Ushkowitz, who's a Korean-American adoptee, and she's also an actress on Glee, um, and she's an executive producer on Twinsters. We started it together after Twinsters was um, up and running, and we said, well, what else do we want to do? And I said, I want to start a nonprofit. seems like the time just to help help people and everyone's been reaching out and she's like let's do it so I love <laughs> we kind it. of jumped in head first still we're still figuring stuff out you know it's still changing and molding and, and exactly what um we want to do but we're pretty focused on being the main hub for adoption so anything and everything that you have questions about you can come to us first and we'll direct you it will be the ultimate resource um for adoptees birth parents adoptive parents you know anything that deals with human adoption not pet adoption um (laughs) and then uh our main project right now we're we're working on creating an online support system that will have chat boards and anonymous chatting on -on one-on-one so you can go in and um talk about anything that you might want to and we've we've uh modeled this after the trevor project and the lgtb community and they deal a lot more with you know suicide lines and stuff like that that um aren't as strongly prevalent in the adoption community but are still there and mm-hmm. still necessary to talk about and have someone to go to so yeah hopefully yeah. we can create some support i love what you guys are doing awesome. and you guys have done a lot in a short amount of time i mean and you i know you're saying like you're still figuring things out mm-hmm. and there's obviously you know that's going to be an ongoing process of just making any sort of foundation or company but yeah. i think you know you've made your presence really well known and un- like people understand what where your heart is with this entire project and so i think that's really amazing what you guys are doing Thank you. Your, was it your kickoff launch party? Was that where last we were? year? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah at the, um, Just about a year in ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At yeah. the Sophie Tell. And so now we're having a sit down gala this year in New York on April 5th, which is super terrifying. So close. And you're like, yeah. So close. But you know, the thing is, like, we're, we're so, Jenna and I have only been active in the adoption community for three years, like, really since I found out about my sister. So we're so open and willing to take any and all suggestions from everything. And we're, mm-hmm. that's why, like, it's not, it's whatever the community needs. It's not like us saying like, this is what we have to do, you know? Right. So it's always changing. And I think it'll right. always continue to change. Especially because you're just going to keep meeting people with different stories and different needs and you're going to have to adjust. But like, yeah, you guys know that your core thing is just to be a support system for the, you know, adoptees or for people looking to adopt or whatever. I think if, yeah. as long as you have that core, whatever you evolve to will still be centered around that. I hope so. Good. <laughs> no, I have total faith I love awesome it. well that's gonna do it for this episode of the collab cast thanks so much to our guest sam futterman for joining us um yeah. if people want to see more of your stuff where can they go they can go to facebook.com slash twinsters movie if they want to catch up uh, with my sister and i or i'm at sam futterman on instagram and twitter and then for kindred foundation just kindredadoption.org if you want to get involved yeah we should get both sam and her sister on a podcast one of these days That'd be fun. That'd be cool. From <laughs> France. I bet we could do it, right? We could Skype. Yeah, we Skype before. Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. I'd love to meet your sister. <laughs> She's like me. But yeah. French. And you guys pop. We pop. <laughs> so cute. I love it. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. As always, you can send us an email um, to the podcast if with any questions, comments, suggestions, or just um, talking points you'd like us to um, talk about at podcast at collaboration.org. Um, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, we're on Clamor, and eventually we're going to be on Google Play once they get that set up. And if you are on iTunes, please leave us a review and rating. Five stars, please. Um, it does help us with our um, metrics and gets us uh, more discoverable to more people. And please share for, us with your friends as well. Yeah. If you like what you hear, please um, let people know. 
<laughs> oh my god, I'm so happy right now. <laughs> um, thanks to the blazing rays of the sun for use of their song "Closer to You" for our opening and, and outro. Um, you can find that song off their new album "Young Love," wherever music is sold or streamed. And yeah, that'll do it for us. Thanks everyone for listening in, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Yeah.